Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, After Buzzers, it's the America's Got Talent semifinals round two after show. We're going to be talking about all of the singers, all of the falling dancers, and of course, we have a special guest. Let's get into it. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, 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 after buzzers, we are here with the one, the only, Samuel J. Comro. Straight off the America's Got Talent stage, now a finalist, one of the first five finalists. How's it feeling? Uh, It's exciting. It's exciting. Get to do stuff like this now. Exactly. (laughs) Turning come true. You like you like kind of famous now, right? A little famous. Just a little famous. I'm an Instagram model. Oh yeah. All, all the followers, everybody's wanted to be you. Uh, and also to my left, we have at Sean Paul Payton. All right, guys, I want to go ahead and just break into this episode. It is the second round of the semifinals. What were your overall thoughts of this tonight? Like, what were you thinking, Sam? Were you glad that you went last week, or were you, would you have rather been this week? Uh, no, I'm glad I went last week. Yeah. I got it over with. I got to do it. And uh, and making it to the finals, is it's easy to t- say that I'm glad I did it last week. Exactly. Like if I didn't make yeah. it, I'd be like, oh, man, I should have gone this week for sure. Exactly. But it was... Uh, I thought tonight's episode was awesome. I thought everybody brought it. I thought they were nervous a little bit in the beginning, mm-hmm. but that's natural. It's a lot at stake, and, but it was cool. It was cool to watch everybody perform. What about you, Sean? Dude, I think this th- th- this show has gotten so much better once we've gotten into the final parts of it. Um, like the, the first half was a little bit weak today, just like the judges were saying, but towards the end they were doing pretty good. And, man... It's just amazing to have you here, man. Yeah, like, I'm so rooting cool. for the comics this year, man. <laughs> right? And now we're doing it. Um, let's take a little bit of uh, a look at your time on America's Got Talent from last week. To do that. After the show, she came up to me. She was like, I could pray your Tourette's away. I was like, please don't touch me. She said, I could do it. Prayer works. I said, no, it doesn't. She said, yes, it does. I said, no, it does not. She said, yes, it does. Why would you even say something like that? I said, because 15 seconds ago, I pray for you to walk away. And then she walked away, and I was like, oh, damn, prayer work. So, Samuel, where, where, when you're coming up with all of these jokes, where does your motivation come from? What what inspires you? Uh, It's just real stuff that happens. A lady tried to pray my Tourette's away, and as soon as she left, I wrote it down, and I was like, wait, so that 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 was true? That was real? Yeah, yeah, most of the stuff I say on stage is real. What percentage? Uh, I'd say 90%. Okay, nice. okay. Yeah. We'll try to find another 10%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go through the set, you pinpoint things. I'm like, exactly. nah, not real. Not real. So when we were watching back there, you were like, oh my gosh, there's one of you is a bad person. Like, one of you is talking bad about these contestants, <laughs> and one of you is talking good about these contestants. And I was like, yeah, normally I'm the one who talks bad about them. And you asked if I said anything about you. So mm-hmm. I want to roll to a Here clip we last week of Here what we I said go. about you. This might change our relationship. <laughs> that was very disappointing. 
I describe. I think that he sounds like a child version of Eminem who <gasps> ate Tiffany Haddish. That is an amazing well, description. <laughs> like yeah. there is something about him that reminds me of like an Eminem voice with Tiffany Haddish because he's so sporadic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And his jokes are funny and they do hit with me. And we we yeah. had a discussion. Yes. Sean and I've had a discussion yeah. about how we have a problem with like sometimes when comedians come on. Like we're like it's not funny. Like there's something one of us thinks is funny. Yeah. One That's that's what's so hard about comedy. But yeah. So so that's it. I think that you are like Eminem ate Tiffany Haddish and had like a love baby and I don't know what it is but like (laughs) I I am captivated by you so I do give you that yeah that's what it's all about yeah I I think that's the uh, funniest thing about about the show is nobody knows where my voice come from and then I just where did it come from where did your voice come from I don't know I'm born in Los Angeles I really don't know like I said on the show, I think I was anywhere. just blessed with swag. <laughs> like I was born with Tourette's, but he also gave me swag. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. So I don't know uh, where it came from, but I do love seeing the comments about like people guessing where I'm from. Where you're and, from? Yeah, it's really you're, like funny. secretly adopted. You're on like some spy mission. We right. know where you're from. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, if you're watching right now in the YouTube comment section, you can gladly live chat us, send some questions your way for Samuel. But let's get into this show. We started off with. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Christina Wells, and she was singing, and I wrote down No Bueno. Hmm. How are you feeling? I, you know, I think that she was doing pretty good in the beginning, and then all of a sudden, I wrote, watch out, because I could hear that she was wearing out her voice, and that's what started to happen about halfway through, um... I think that she's she's very passionate and she is giving a good message to America about self acceptance and you know I, I think that this show has been great at emphasizing that you can't let anything hold you back but just watch out Christina try not to wear out your voice and I think you're gonna be all right from now on. What about you? Look, man, I can't be on a show like this. You can't be on a show like this. You can always, you can always give, you can always give like a great feedback from the performance, and then something behind the scenes. Like that's kind of like what Vicky, Vicky did. Like when she, Vicky was on last week, she would like give like, oh, I really liked it because of blah blah blah. And you know, like one time we had a backstage moment with X, Y, and Z. So you don't really even have to. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't write down any notes because. Oh, you good? I'm speaking you're from, good. I'm speaking from, from the heart. heart. Yeah. There we go. Uh, no, because I'm not a singer. I'm not. I don't do what mm-hmm. any of these people do. So I can't critique anything they do. I love Christina. I yeah. think she's a powerhouse. I think she's super inspirational. Um, I loved her performance tonight. I thought it was, I thought she looked beautiful. I thought oh, she, she was, yeah, amazing. You know, exactly. a couple notes here and there, uh, but on a show like this, nobody cares about that. Yeah. It's not about that. It's about who you are as a person and then also, uh, do you deliver for the most part on stage? And I think for the most part throughout the time she's been on AGT, she crushes it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So. Um, somebody who was crushing it on the floor literally was The Republic. A few people went, uh, falling and tumbling I, I've told you 10 million times, Sean, like, I just have a problem with dance troops that are above four people. Because I think once you start adding more and more people, the coordination and the sync just goes away, and I feel like they have way too many people. And that's where I gotta disagree, man, just because, like, I, you know, I have done some dancing myself, and I know just from being 
in those groups and going to the, the, the Carnival Festival that's at the Avalon down in Hollywood. Um, when you see the majority of those performances that are being done for different agencies that are coming in to sit and watch them, uh, that, those are the kind of sizes that you do see uh, a majority of the time. So that didn't seem irregular to me, but I did, I, I did feel like they, they seemed a little tired and, and something was wrong. something was just wrong because you could we, we all saw that they made a couple yeah, of missteps there, and um, usually in dance I, I always say that like a lot of times you can recover without it being too noticeable, but you could, you could definitely see. Uh, the mistakes that were happening, and unfortunately, since I saw uh, Zuccaro uh, last, last episode, I I really can't be impressed by anyone but them anymore when it comes to choreography. Like this whole rest of the show, if anyone's going to win in dance, they're the ones that I would want to win because. But that gets to your point though, because then they almost seem too large because they're, they're massive, dude. They're like massive. even if they win. A million dollars, they split all that and they got like a thousand bucks. They're gonna put it towards those Vegas show. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's gonna be towards. Yeah. But I I guess my thing too is if you're a dance troupe, I don't know about you, Samuel, but like if you are any of these acts, are you recording yourself practicing so you know what your flaws and mistakes are? Uh, maybe for a dance troupe. I mean, yeah. for me as a comedian, I've been doing it so long that I kind of know. But you're testing your jokes are. in front of people, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, go in front of live yeah. shows and stuff. For them, I'm sure they do record the choreography. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's the thing. People always say, like, you know, I liked them better last week, or I liked them better the week before. Well, yeah, of course they had they had uh, months to prepare for exactly. that first one, mm-hmm. and then you only have a couple months to prepare for the next one. And then you got like a week to prepare for the next one. Mm. So it's it's like people saying like, oh, I liked Eminem's first album. Yeah, he was working on that uh, for, for twenty years well, of his yeah, life, yeah. and then his second album, they were like, you know, come out with that immediately, and he shut down. People were like, oh, I don't like this much. <laughs> yeah, he didn't work on it as long. Yeah. So for them, uh, yeah, there were a couple mistakes, but. That group is so passionate. You can see it backstage. It's so fun to like watch. It makes me envious. I'm like sitting in the corner by myself. <laughs> Big groups. And so, like I don't look at it like four people in a group or ten people or whatever. Mm-hmm. I only look at it like, dang, I want some friends. Like, <laughs> You're the loner. You're the yeah. loner at the lunch table, like all alone. Exactly. In my head, I am like, like yeah. yo, if I win, I get all that money to yeah. share with nobody. Seriously. <laughs> I'm also like... But I can use a friend, right? I split it with one if you want to come help me, <laughs> dance behind me. So we do have a, a question for you, Samuel. Um, Aziz Bilal wants to know who has been your favorite comedian in AGT past. Oh my goodness, favorite comedian AGT past. Dang, I haven't watched every season, so that's a tough question. Uh, Preacher Lawson, super funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love Preacher. Um, uh. Taylor Williamson was also one of my favorites. I like how he Taylor just like commits. It doesn't matter if uh, if you're gonna laugh or not. Mm-hmm. He's in that character and he is who he is, and he's just gonna stay in the pocket. So I really like that about him. It, it's I I'm very envious of that kind of trait to be like if I don't get a laugh on stage, y'all panic. You crying? Wa- I'll, yeah, I'll Uh-oh. walk off stage. <laughs> you think oh, I'm you done. didn't like that? I'm okay. done. <laughs> okay, you don't deserve the next one then. Oh man. <laughs> Uh, good choices. Next up, we had Noah Guthrie, who ended up changing I Will Always Love You, written by Dolly Parton, sung again by Whitney Houston, and... Ah. Uh, 
Uh, you guys are evil. Uh, I feel like Mumford and Sons hijacked I Will Always Love You. I Man, he's, he's, he sings way better than I can. I, I mean, yes. I but, agree with that. Absolutely, absolutely. But oh, you've seen, my, you've seen my karaoke videos, haven't you, Joseph? Fair assessment. It's good, right? <laughs> I get you can't take an original, like, such a classic song that everybody knows and change it up because people are not going to be happy about it. They thought, uh, everybody thought that uh, Glennis was going to be the one singing that. I know for a fact. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. yeah. And that, when I saw him do that, I was like, oh, man, that means Glennis, Glennis is not, not going to sing that. Dang. So that's that's the reason why I was disappointed, because I actually expected her to do it. But that's probably, maybe that's like what Simon said was, it was a wise choice, because by by choosing to sing that, Maybe it was a strategic move? I'm not sure. What do you think? I mean, that's smart if he thought that far out of the box. I didn't think that far. Let me sing I Will Always Love You so she won't be able to right? sing. <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty genius. That is pretty that's... genius. That is pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to start doing it. If Vicky makes it to the next <laughs> round, I'll yeah. be like, You're going to be Yo, like, come out some... trailer park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to. Like, make my background a trailer park. <laughs> <laughs> if you could. Oh, shoot. No, I think it's, I mean, that's the challenge of a competition like this or a show like this, right? They always say if you do an original, you're taking a risk. So if that doesn't hit, the the critique is always oh you didn't originally you should have done something known yeah. and then if you do something well known it's too well known mm-hmm. yeah. so it's so difficult song choices but Noah's voice is insane it's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah he has a great but I agree with what Simon said was when he got to the second half of the song and you really felt like the the power that he's capable of singing with when that came out that's the I thought that's why the week before when he sang his original song mm-hmm. I love that song yeah. Dude, his originals are spot on. I love the originals. Absolutely. <clears throat> Daniel Emmett. Um, he was up next. He performed, and he did not perform in another language. He performed in English, which uh, I think Mel B was having a little bit of a problem with. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of like a, like Donny Osmond's like love child. Like the hair, the face. Like mm. I, 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 I passed on that one. Well, I... All right, Joseph, here we go. Now, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh, wow. I wrote some notes here. Okay, I, let's hear your notes. Okay, I, I, I said touching promo. Great singing intro. Ballad. I like the position of his song. Oh, you know what? I like the position of his song amongst the, the, the contestants because at that point in the show, for some reason, it felt right to have a ballad. So that was that could have been more of the producers, say, than his actual. But uh, then I wrote musical theater or concert. Hmm, I wasn't sure what I felt more of there, but I felt like it could be either one, because, like, I pictured, you know, like, maybe my fiancé and I could be, you know, there. And yeah. Just enjoying the show or something. <laughs> but let me not get too into it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, tell us some more. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a... Describe uh, it more <laughs> in detail, please. <laughs> Uh, it was like a beautiful romantic concert, and that, that all, yeah, that'll stop. I wanted I'll you stop. to read the rest of okay. it. Yes, that's what I want. I see your notes. Okay. okay. I felt it a little bit. Okay. I mean, okay, but uh, I mean, his voice is ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. Right. Okay. So we can't. And the, you can't like, deny that part. Yeah, the production and stuff like that. Like Daniel's, what I feel like I sound like in the shower. You know what I mean? Do you have like a go-to karaoke song? Uh, no, I hate karaoke. You do? Oh, yeah, I'm an introvert off stage. Really? Even this yeah. right now is giving me a panic attack. Oh, Inside, no. <laughs> I'm like, I should be home. 
I should be home right water, now. Water, water. I should be home Where's watching the, the Republic, wishing I had more friends. <laughs> That's what I do should you, be doing. Uh, when, you, when you're on the road and you end up performing, do you like automatically when you're done performing just go straight to your hotel and go to bed? Yeah, yeah. If I have, I mean, if I have a small group of friends, so if, if they come on the road with me, we go out and we hang out and stuff like, and they like karaoke and I like sharing them on while they do karaoke. But if nobody's there, it's Chick fil A. And Family Guy and uh, FaceTime with my daughter. What's your sign? My uh, Pisces. Oh, I'm the same way. That's why I was like, I was like feeling it. I was feeling it. Wow. Uh, Next up, another singing. It was a singing episode tonight. I mean, Angel City Corral came out. Uh, They sang. I'm pretty sure I saw Barb from Stranger Things somewhere in that crowd. I was like, pointed her out. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, How are you feeling? Hmm. Um. You know what? I, I I didn't really get it until the very end when Simon described what the the whole point of the the, the song was. Like you know, September 11th, and and it, it just like I wasn't. I don't know. It it didn't feel like it stood out to me that much. I mean, I liked what she said at the end. I liked what you said about what she said at the end. <laughs> Would you like to repeat that, Joseph? Um, the the lady of the choir, I do not know her name, I'm sorry. Um, she basically started talking about 9-11, and what I said was just appealing to, to middle America and the way that people are put it. I'm going to get so much hate. That's not what I'm meaning at all. I'm just saying, like, you're bringing something up that is going to strike a chord with somebody. And, you know, it mm-hmm. was a tragic day, and it's it's something that you can easily say, and somebody's gonna take to you um but that's what i said (laughs) but it 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 was a good thing like if a contestant is feeling something like that and they choose to say it at the end of the performance like you wanted to make a point of it is very uh, uh, it, it, it is a good strategic move because then america can relate to you even more so that is a good yeah. opportunity that well, she took it, advantage of. It's kind of like if you're watching another competition reality show and somebody's about to go home and they give a, 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 a sad story about you yeah. know, their personal life or something like that, try to get people to relate to them, vote for them or something like that. I mean, it, it's it's all... That's kind of where I, I put it to. Um, but moving on to Aaron Crow. Um, what is he technically? What would you consider that? Uh, I don't even know. A danger act? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that, that what you call it? Right. Yeah, that's the, uh, those are the only acts I just don't really relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, at all. You know, obviously, like, everybody loves music, and then, uh, like, I love watching the dance groups and stuff, but the danger acts are the ones that where I'm just like, I can't get on board with it. I think he's super talented, mm-hmm. but I just... Does he talk backstage? Uh, oh, he's, uh, yeah, he said he liked me. Hey! So, so he had a voice. Was it deep? Was it nasally? Was it high pitch? I can't even remember. It was real fast. It was in passing. It was just like, I like you. And then he, like, that was it. <laughs> and then he kept going. To his more only, danger. His only words. He had more danger to attend to. <laughs> but I don't, uh, you know, uh, Sacred Diana, she never, she didn't break. Well, speaking of her, another question came in for you. And it is, what was the deal with the projections behind your quarterfinal performance? Do you think it was Sacred Rihanna or was there actually a problem? Oh, dude, yeah. (laughs) Was the second part scarier to me? (laughs) Or was there a problem? It was, I don't, I have no idea what it was. Everybody said it had Tourette's and that was rude as hell. (laughs) Rude. You don't use my jokes against me. (laughs) 
I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I wish I saw it so I could have acknowledged it when I was on yeah. stage. You weren't seeing like little flashes in the back of your head? Nothing. And then when I saw it on TV, I was like, whoa, that was, that's insane that a crazy huge thing like that could be happening behind me. And I'm just, and I was had so no in no idea. Yeah. <laughs> No clue. You could have been having Sega Rihanna all behind you. you Dude, never I know. It was. I didn't see it the rest of the night, so super suspicious. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So then your competition comes on, comedic competition, let's say. Mm-hmm. Vicky yeah. Barblock. Yes. Uh, Trailer Nasty had her on last <laughs> week. Uh, I kind of like the aspect of when comedians take jokes that they start with and they do a complete like 360 like the end it like yeah. comes back around right right Tie I like when everything kind of ties yeah yeah tying a bow on it yeah mm-hmm. um, and I kind of like that she did that I like that there was I was trying to figure out the point of like from one joke to another joke to another joke and then uh-huh. I was like what, what are we doing and then at the end I was like oh okay it's all like right right yeah it's, it's, smart, it's a smart move especially when you only have a couple minutes to perform stand up comedy mm-hmm. which is so difficult to do uh, it's it's very smart move to do like a callback or something like that. It's because um, the setup was already set, mm-hmm. so now you can just use that punchline as much as you want, and yeah. it still works, and you don't have to take time to use words to set up a new joke or anything like that. So yeah, I thought it was yeah, it was brilliant. It was smart. Do you guys you guys have shorter times than the other people? Don't you? Uh, I don't know. I think we have the same amount of time. It just maybe it feels shorter because the comedy it set has, is usually yeah. like yeah. forty five minutes. So exactly. When you so see you guys somebody go out, and, yeah. When I go out, I have enough time to be like, "Hey, I'm Sam. I have Tourette's. All right, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you." When you when you have your two to three minutes to be able to perform your act, where are you pulling from? Are you pulling from past routines that you've done, new stuff? Like, is it a combo of everything? Like, how are you putting your jokes together? Yeah, it's a little combination. Most of the stuff is older stuff because I'm comfortable with it. And I mm-hmm. know uh, that it works, and I know how tight it is too the newer stuff that i do um isn't as polished yet so it's not really ready for like a two minute set yeah so sometimes i'll see comments like oh he did the thing that he did on youtube well yeah i'm in a huge competition exactly of right. I did that and thing. it's like look at the people that are singing they probably sang the same song at one point in their right, life right they don't want me bringing out new stuff because yeah. if i brought out new stuff they'd be like oh that wasn't as good of a set well yeah doc, I, you told me not to do the polished stuff so but now I'm, I got to talk about pizza for 45 minutes, <laughs> and I don't have good jokes about pizza. But on that note, staying original, uh, how do you stay original? I, I know that you mentioned earlier that, um, like, sometimes you just pull from your, like your life on a regular basis, day to day. Is there anything else that you feel like really helps you? Or yeah, I mean, I just watch a lot of stand-up comedy, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of it's very difficult to be original. Mm-hmm. There's so many comedians, and there's only so many topics you could really talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why my style is different. Uh, at least my 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 voice and my timing and my energy on stage. I make sure to be very passionate in every bit that I'm doing. So. Hopefully that translates and relates to people, too, because yeah. a lot of time I talk about people being rude to me or <laughs> or uh, irritating things in life. And if I'm talking in a frustrated manner, I feel like people at home are like, yeah, we hate dogs or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not we hate dogs, but you know what I mean. We hate the shelter. They I hate dogs. dogs. I do. Especially Dude, on airplanes. Yes. I need to understand how come if you have a peanut allergy... They make the whole plane stop eating peanuts. However, if I have a dog allergy, you can have your dog in a carry-on. It makes no sense to me. See, this uh, is a great ser- service dogs. Head. Service dogs. Now you're a comedian, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're going on tour, and I have to split my money. Great. Oh, there we go. <laughs> split my wings. We are now us, the duo. It's a new, it's a new, new group coming through, uh, featuring Donald Glover. We three came out. <laughs> yeah, we three came out, and they had a trumperatic song, as I would call it. Um, I wrote, "Please stop." Man, dude, like it was—it was rough for me. I wish. Who ugh. do you like? 
That's a good question. My, my. It's a rough night. <laughs> hey, I was very nice to you. Uh, yeah, well, all kinds of. <laughs> Near the end, the second half. The second half was very sweet. And this is why we balance out the show. <laughs> yeah, this is. I see what's happening. Well, somebody like that I really liked tonight was Glennis Grace. I thought she did fantastic. There Wait, we, go. Dang, we didn't Wait, even give back week to week three, three yeah. and then we'll go to like, we're not skipping over people. Oh man, um, I I wish they had just kind of went with what they like because I feel like when they they tried to take Simon's advice, they were trying to go pop. <clears throat> I did not like them going pop. I want you guys to stay indie. I want you guys to stay rock. I don't care whether it's hard rock or Christian rock. Mm, like, rock. you guys are rock, and I feel so good when I hear you guys doing rock. Like, like that's the kind of music that I like. And, like, man, if I had it my way, everything would be 90s rock on the radio. Like, I'm talking, like, Filter, Creed, all those, uh, Yellow Card, uh, Taking Back Creed. Sunday. What yes. happened to Creed? Yeah, they're gone. Oh, the no. Dude. Said it like it just happened. Yeah, they're gone. They're gone. <laughs> it literally just Since happened. Since this morning. Has anybody right. seen Creed? I mean, I can sing it if you want. <laughs> Yo, I, uh, yeah, so I agree <laughs> with... Um, I agree. I, th- I thought that it was... Uh, it's kind of unfortunate that... So when Simon says something, you want to listen mm-hmm. to him, and I think that it was maybe... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, miscommunication or something, but I agree. I love We Three. Yeah. I think they're like their story's amazing, and I just love them as a band. And when they do, like you said, their first few auditions, the yeah. first few episodes, I love that little pocket where they're at right yeah. there. And Poppy, they wanted to try something new, but um, Simon's right. They needed like a moment, mm-hmm. and I really wanted that for them. I wanted them to get that moment too, and the song choice might have been the wrong song choice. And there's another thing, too. Now that I think about it, they were connecting with their mom on a lot of those songs like that that had passed away. Right. And um, that kind of brings me uh, to a question I have for you um, because your your mom had passed away, too, right? Yes. Yeah, you don't have to whisper. She's not here. Okay. The ghost of my mom. She might be. She also passed away, correct? (laughs) Unlike just false. And, and like, for that... You know, my family is very important to me, and so many people talk about their families on this show. And when, when something like that happens, I know that it has to hurt. And, like, how does it affect your goals for your family? Because for me, I feel like one of the things that I always wanted to do was, like, like buy my mom a house with all this money I could make in Hollywood. Clearly, that I'm nowhere close to that. And so, like, she's getting older, and I kind of worry what if she leaves before that happens. So how do right. you shift your goals when that happens and, and, and just... Like, was there more that you wanted to do before she passed? Right, right, yeah. Well, um, to just bring up the fact that she passed away, that's another reason I relate to We Three so much right. on that level. And when they when they did their first audition and stuff, that song moved me so much because mm-hmm. I was I felt it made me think about my mom. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's that's great. The, the house thing for sure. All those things because I didn't. My mom passed away two days before I made my TV debut. Oh, man. In 2012, two days before I, I did the Conan O'Brien show. So uh, I found out about it a week before. My mom had had cancer for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I call my mom and I tell her, and she's on chemo, and she's just not the same person she was. You could, you could hear it in her voice. And my sister, the day after I called and told her I just got Conan, 
uh, called me and said, you need to come to Las Vegas right now. Right. Mom's not doing well. And I get to Vegas. My mom's unconscious. She has, like, a breathing machine. And maybe 10 minutes after I'm there, she passes away. Dang, man. She just wanted you there. Yeah. It was like a movie, man. It was insane. I have five sisters, one brother. We're all coming from different places of the world. We all happen to be in the same house, under the same roof when it happens. My mom has her favorite movie on. It's The Sound of Music's playing. Right when the credits roll, her breathing stops. And it was like this insane... And you could feel. You could feel her soul, her presence in the room. And... yeah, it was it was this insane roller coaster because I just got something that I've been working on mm-hmm. for my entire career, like seven years nonstop every night in comedy clubs working for this moment, and I finally got it, and it was just I couldn't be happier. And then this thing happened, and it's just like holy crap, how do I handle these two beats? So when I when I went on the on the Conan O'Brien stage, um, you know I try. If you watch the video, I'm I'm smiling, I'm laughing, and I'm mm-hmm. trying my best to to make her proud type of moment. Yeah. Um, but all those things that you said are 100% true. Yeah, trying, you know, wishing that I, that she was here for this moment, mm-hmm. for what's happening in my life now, so I could buy her house, so I could take care of her, so I could take care of the medical bills, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's nothing that I can regret because I couldn't help what happened, obviously, but it's something that's that'll definitely always be on my mind. And I... I try to use that for my daughter now, and I want to make that sure so that good. my eight-month-old daughter, she gets everything she wants, because um, my mom, honestly, I think she spoke this moment, what's happened to me, into existence. She wrote me a letter before she passed. I read the letter the night she passed away. Uh, it said I was going to be a star, and God, now dude, all I this is happening. Pass. I mean, it's it's movie stuff that's taking place right now. It's dude, pretty crazy. Her energy, that energy... I am so happy for you that you shared that story right there because, like, I, I just feel like that energy is so, like, the fact that you got there, like, I just, I, I'm going to I'm gonna call my mom tomorrow. I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm Call your mom. Call you, your mom. Yes, please, everybody, do. <laughs> that, that, that was touching. Uh, that was thanks. touching. Very touching. Um, another touching was Glennis Grace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know how to get out Smooth of that. For a second, just trying my hardest, guys. <laughs> um, I, Glynis, saw, I saw it working at your head. Like, like, how are we going to move on from this mom we, stuff? How are we going to... Oh, mm, Glennis Grace. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> she came out. I, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a beautiful rendition of whatever song she was singing. I don't know what it was. Maxwell. Okay. <laughs> I, you, you, I just had to put that out there, bro. Oh, Maxwell is a legend, man. And um, like it, it, it was, it, it, she. Oh, I can barely speak because she was great. She was great. I, I'm just like Mel B. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, go on to the next. Um, um, I, I, I wonder. Sometimes I'm kind of conflicted because I know she has past experience, and I want her to win because she's really good. But I also want other people that haven't had as much opportunity in the limelight to win instead. So I'm not sure how I feel right now, but she should definitely be in the finals. I agree with that 100%. I think that I've just kind of wrapped my mind around the fact that she's not big here. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody that's in these semifinals deserves it in some shape, form, or way. Um, and everybody's very, very talented. And this is a platform no matter what. Yeah. At the end of the day, the person that wins, I mean... Technically, the person in second, third, fourth, fifth place, they're going to do just as well just for yeah. the platform. Right. And it's like, it, it gives you such great leverage for, you know, what you want to do. I mean, mm-hmm. like you were saying out there that, like, you just being on the show was helping, you know, 
yeah. sales and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, I sell out clubs now, and uh, it's I, that's what I was just gonna get to. You, what you just said is spot on. It's it's already changed everybody's life completely. That's so good. Like. All the ex that you saw tonight in the in the last semifinals can go on tour, can live their mm-hmm. dreams, can do exactly what we set out to do before the show. So the first place thing uh, would be amazing for mm-hmm. anybody, mm-hmm. but um, everybody has it's cliche, but everybody has legit one already. Yes. Exactly, it's like it's like a weird way to look at it too, because like a long time ago when American Idol first came out, it was like no, like Kelly all Carson these other people, like <laughs> no, and then now it's like just an embracement, like because there's so much different talent. I think. That's the great thing about America's Got Talent. It's like, you know, you see so many different realms, so many different spectrums. You see things that you would never see anywhere else. Right. And that's a pretty awesome thing. Um, Mr. Violinist, Brian King Joseph. Yeah, I love this guy, man. I've said it it's... from the beginning. He's one of my favorites. Um, uh, kind of like how you relate to We Three, I relate to Brian King Joseph just because uh, my grandpa had a neurological disease, and, and he died from it, unfortunately. And I'm not going to get as sad this time. Uh, and, um, like, like Brian, seeing him suffer through that that nerve damage is incredible because he's he's saying that, like, every time he's playing, like, his, 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 his hands feel like they're on fire. I can also relate to that, too, because my doctor told me I have tendonitis in my ankles. So now every time that I'm driving, like, they hurt so I much. I thought you were going to say you play a violin with what? your feet. <laughs> I don't. I don't play no violin. Every time I'm just playing violin with my feet, they uh, really start aching. No. But, uh, yeah, so, so seeing him in that kind of pain, it's like, dang, that boy is trying hard. And, like, he's got to get there to the finals, too. Like. Man, yeah, I'm so proud I of him. Totally agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. that performance for me was uh, best of the night. Probably just yeah. overall, like stage, uh, the lighting, the music, Coming his down. energy. Yeah, yeah, where he was, and I, I thought, like, I thought he was gonna fly. That would have been. I cool. thought he was gonna, oh, like, he was gonna Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I saw, but I thought it was really cool that how they brought him down, and then I thought the whole performance was like spot on. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was really good, and I have always. Absolutely. I've always had a problem with violins because I feel like a lot of times people play them and they they could sound good, but there's so much squeaking, and I never hear squeaking with him True. playing the violin. Mm-hmm. Like I think that that's like key. It sounds like everything he did. I mean, like did like the guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Pretty like, cool all right, <laughs> getting it, getting it. Yes. Um, last but not least, we had Courtney Hadwin. Yeah. Singing "Born to Be Wild." Yeah. She, um, you know, um. My my fiance really loves this style of music, and actually, she likes to sing like that. She's a much better singer than I am. But uh, <laughs> so I trust her knowledge on this. That that Courtney is amazing. Um, just just her energy when she's on stage, like she's dancing, she's dancing, she's singing, she's going, she's going wild, just like the song said. Um, and I feel like just from listening to the radio all the time. I love Drake, so we can keep on bringing in the Drake. But we need more uh, different music from what we hear on the radio all the time. Like, you know, it's just pop music, pop song after pop song after pop song. We need some more rock, and that's why I like Courtney, because she's, she's bringing in the rock. Yeah, I agree. I think she's, yeah, I mean, she's only 14 also. Yeah, yeah she's, she's it's, yeah. I keep, like, having to remind myself that, because she's so amazing. It's yeah. insane. And then I also really like the fact that she's super original and unique and doesn't do yeah the poppy stuff or mm-hmm. the ballads she's something that's completely different from anybody else on the show right now yeah I agree um, to, to a degree um, you know a closer laptop I, yeah. I, I <laughs> no 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 at the, at the end at the end of her performance um, I really did 
enjoy that aspect because she got out of the screaming phase. I don't like the screaming. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that it becomes a little bit too much. Her voice is beautiful. Like, when I hear her voice out of screaming, I'm like, I would listen to this. Yeah. But the screaming to me is just a little bit off point. That's passion. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I guess. guess. I understand what you're passion. saying, though, because back in the 90s, I did not like screamo. I liked emo, but I didn't like screamo. So once you <laughs> pass that threshold of too much screaming, then it's bad. Unless you're Slipknot, because Slipknot was very good with their screaming. Somebody in the comment section said, why is there no sound on the clips of the performances? Because oh. I do not like hearing the sound. It gets loud, and then I, I, it's, it's hard sometimes. Oh, man. Um, speaking of 14, you said that you, you know, she's 14. What did you want to be when you were younger? Oh, man. I wanted to uh, a bunch of things. I wanted to be a professional athlete, and then my dad was like, no. And then I wanted to, he, just, he just shut it down real fast. He was like, no, look at you. No. Jeez. And then uh, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I went to okay. high school to be a veterinarian. Wow. Yeah, it was a four-year program that was, like, way away from my house, commuted there for it specifically. And two weeks into the pro- the four-year program, I realized I didn't want to be a veterinarian. I just wanted a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm not trying to, like, help them and stuff. I just want to, like, hold one. Yeah. And uh, And then that dream died. And then 17 years old, I did stand-up for the first time at my high school. And what what prompted you to do that? Um, I tried theater for the first time because uh-huh. I was kind of like the funny guy in my friendship circle. So I was like, oh, I'll try performing. And then I just realized that I was working harder than everybody else, and I wanted it more. So mm-hmm. I was trying to think of something mm-hmm. I could do solo by myself where I just had to rely on myself. And stand-up kind of presented itself. I'd watch it on TV, Comedy Central. My dad's always wanted to do it, so... <laughs> When I saw the opportunity, I was like, yeah, I'll go to the principal, ask him if I can do a, a monthly lunch show. And I did in the auditorium and just wow. fell in love. Thank God for Dr. Thompson. My principal, I don't know any other principal who would let a 17-year-old kid just get up on stage and talk for 20 minutes. He didn't even look at what I was saying. Well, it was I'll... not good. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> not stuff you should be saying on, on a high school stage. So, yeah, it just I fell in love with it immediately, though. That's pretty awesome. I mean, a young age and, like, going straight at it and kind of figuring out what you want to do. That's kind of like, I guess everybody's kind of dream and goal to, like, find it at, like, that Early pinnacle, so yeah, that yeah, pinnacle yeah. teen years. Uh, and I know that with the greatness that's come from this show, you've also probably had some haters. Um, <laughs> speaking speaking of one hater, um, let's 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 go to this, this, uh, this oh, little tweet. Yes. Oh, goodness. Um, it comes from Randy Tiggs. And Randy ended up saying, at Samuel J. Comroe, can you be funny for the finals? Because I just watched the semifinals, and that was not funny at all. Your black joke was close to offensive. To which yeah. you responded... This guy's trying to be an actor in his bio. Hope he makes it. Always smart to badmouth other entertainers publicly. Dude. I went back and forth on how I wanted to respond to that. Did you? How long did that, that take you? Like, did you, like, back up? Yeah, because I was going to go with, like, I was going to be like, bitch. <laughs> That's my usual go-to. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I had to go with, that. well, you know what messed me up was seeing that he was an actor. Yeah. And then also seeing that he's trying to do stand-up comedy. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I get trolls and stuff like yeah. that on the internet, but, bro, you're trying to do the something in the industry that took me a long time to do, and I'm friends with a lot of the other people trying to do the same thing you're trying to So it was just mind-boggling. It was like if a person trying to host a show right now tweeted at you, like, boring, not good, and you're just like, bro, we're, we're on the same team. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to do the same thing. Uh, so when he did that, I was... And to say 
to be a comedian or trying to be as an aspiring comedian uh, and to say the joke was close to offensive is insane to me. That's all jokes. Yeah. All jokes yeah. are close to offensive. Right. That's what makes them funny is you're not supposed to laugh at it yeah. and then you laugh at it. That's the art of stand-up comedy. He just said the definition of stand-up comedy as it was just insane. He was like, oh, you shouldn't do stand-up comedy. You are stand-up comedy. What's, and then, what's kind of weird? Oh yeah. Go let's ahead. look at this picture. <clears throat> oh man. Blocked. <clears throat> yeah. And did, then you said, "Sorry in. for my behavior, everyone. I usually try not to get into it with haters, but that was my first time being attacked by Top Ramen." <laughs> <laughs> don't put that close to me. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't yeah. want the Top Ramen. No, no, ramen. I mean, no. I have been trying to get like free stuff through uh, this little. Little fame. That's Great, and you so. get a couple of noodles. <laughs> couple noodles. But not just this. I'm hoping that they mail me more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see this. Do you do you think that with the times and with how the culture is changing in America, it makes it harder to tell some types of jokes? Uh, not harder to tell those jokes, but you're just going to get more flack immediately for it. Does that? freak you out or does that make you afraid at all no it doesn't make me afraid the only thing it makes me want to do is honestly like delete my social media sometimes I think mm. about that all the time the only reason I don't is because uh, now I can promote my shows mm -hmm. and people will come which is awesome but as far as like tweets or, or putting my stuff up on YouTube which I do a lot of anytime it, it there's like negative criticism or stuff like that in my head I go why do I have social media why do I don't I just want to create and I want to be funny and that's my mission, but I'm not trying to, like... I, that'll do a lot of damage to your mental health to just, like, scroll through oh, yeah. hate exactly. nonstop. And when stuff like this happens, I... I said I usually don't get involved with haters, but I I do like you a lot. You have to at some point. At some point, you gotta <laughs> like, like push a on. Lot. Yeah, I've been cool about it uh, for the last few months, trying to be chill, and then I was just like, the real Sam is bad. <laughs> <laughs> and getting to the last but not least, let's get into what your predictions are. Who are gonna make the top five? What are we thinking? Oh, uh, I would say definitely Glennis Grace, yes. Brian King, Joseph, yes. uh, Courtney Hadwin. Yes. Um, I want Vicky to make it. To see it. Uh, Angel City Corral. I think they're going to make it. I think you named it. Yeah. I think that's what it oh, is. The same, same for you? Yeah. Dang, that's it. I'm not going to play this game. He's not going to play this game. I love all the X. You all were amazing tonight. All amazing. Don't listen to the hate coming from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So, in wrapping this up, Samuel, what there, there is... There was one thing I wanted yeah, to ask ahead. about. Um, when I was doing some some, some research here, um, one of the things about your original, uh, originality is, is, is Tourette's, and I've never seen a Tourette's comedian, comedian before you, mm -hmm. which I think is outstanding. And do you feel like it gets a little bit easier when you're on the stage, like, for, for it to not... Um, bug you as much right doesn't show up as much yeah sometimes if i it's weird like you just brought it up so now it's probably gonna happen more sure. if i'm thinking about it uh it happens more yeah. and when i'm on stage uh yeah it goes away unless i'm talking about it right um or even sometimes when i am that's why my dad would put me my parents would put me in sports and different activities and stuff like that it's what i tell a lot of people who contact me with children who have Tourette syndrome is like get involved in activities Keep them busy, uh, you know, because as long as you're, like, moving and you're nonstop, you're not as focused on it. So I'm not sitting there in this, like, little stress ball 
thinking about having Tourette syndrome and um, I'm just yeah and especially when I'm on stage now I'm, I've been doing it so long that I'm just confident and I think when once you get your confidence you get a little swag yeah uh, it goes yeah. it not goes away but um, you know you just you're not as focused on it so you don't have to worry about it so much right so your comedy is actually helping you and then also I I seen that some some kids that 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 suffer from Tourette's as well when when they're singing uh, I think there was a guy that was on The Voice uh, where when he was singing on stage it just completely went away right and so I think that that also speaks to the power of art and how important it is for us to continue to do that I'd love for us to play a, cl- a clip uh, about that but I think we're running out of time so yeah. just so, um, so just <clears throat> last wrapping it up Samuel if you win if you don't win we're sending you all the great vibes that you do yes, win absolutely. but either way where do you want your career to go next Oh goodness! Um, my career is already kind of going there. It's mm-hmm. uh, the the tour. I'm booked out. 2018 is completely full now. That's sweet, dude. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's like it's it really is a blessing. Um, and then 2019 is already filling up. So the tour, and then I just want to keep creating. Yeah. Keep coming up with different ways um, to present my material, and um, just yeah, put out specials. And tour for the rest of my life. That was the dream when I first started. Was as long as I could do comedy for the rest of my life and it could provide for me and my family. Mm-hmm. That's the goal, and it's happened. Well, you're so, getting there, God. and yeah. that that's pretty awesome. So I'm like very very glad that we had you on today. Absolutely. Thank you for stopping by. Yes, sir. Thank you yeah, for having some top ramen. Yes, sir. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, I am Joseph Shepard. You can find me at Joseph A. Shepard on Twitter, Instagram, and all of the greatness. We have the lovely. Samuel J. Comro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Samuel J. Comro and tour dates at SamuelJComro.com. Thank you. And I am Sean Paul Payton. You can find me at Sean Paul Payton on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the social media, and uh, also at Donald Glover's Double. <laughs> well, guys, see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.